Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. And thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. It's you and me. I am your humble host, Brian Nichols. And yeah, it's going to be a one-on-one today. And we're going to be talking about some stuff that's happening over in over the pond, and, and that's over in France. I'm not sure if you guys have been paying attention, but there's been some elections taking place over there, and we're going to talk about the outcome of those elections. But first, we're going to go ahead and give a shout-out to today's sponsor, and that is the Expat Money Summit 2022. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat, where you can go ahead and grab your free tickets to this virtual summit taking place for five days, November 7th through November 11th, 30. Expert speakers, watch for a week, reap the benefits for generations. Our good friend, Mikkel Thorpe, the founder of the Expat Money and host of the Expat Money podcast and summit will be there as well as those 30 expert speakers who traditionally charge thousands of dollars for their consulting. You get to hear it for free. So head to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat and get your free tickets today. All right, folks, uh, like I said, it's going to be you and me. We're going to be doing a little bit different of an episode because, uh, well, number one, if we're going to be completely transparent behind the curtain, had a couple of uh, scheduling issues, but uh, also uh, there have been some things that we wanted to talk about happening over over the sea, uh, over the sea, over the sea, yes, the, the Atlantic, and that is what's taking place over in France. Uh, the far right, as NBC called it, and we're going to read a quick article here from NBC. Um, the far right, they say, from fringe to mainstream, breaks through the French election and leaving people in shock. Marine Le Pen hailed it as a seismic event after her radical <laughs> national rally party won 89 of the 57 seats in the National Assembly. Now, first, before we really, you know, go too far into this, it is funny when you hear the way that the the left will, or and we'll just say in the example here, the corporate press, the establishment in this case, um, will define anyone who is, is disrupting or ruffling any feathers. Uh, so let's see what they say. They said, uh, just in, in the, the intro here, uh, they, they say far right breaks through the National Rally Party, which is a radical party. Uh, I mean, you can already tell the framing, the context of the person authoring this, so you can tell it's not good. Uh, but let's dig in. This is from Patrick Smith, and this was uh, from this morning. The far right has sent a shockwave through France's political establishment, winning a historic number of seats in Sunday's parliamentary elections with an unexpected surge. Marine Le Pen's national rally won 89 of the 577 seats in the National Assembly, a dramatic increase from its starting point of just eight and one of the most significant recent results for radical right-wing politics in Europe. So first of all, we're going from eight seats to 89, which which is a, a massive, massive increase. Um, and, and you're seeing this I think really sends shockwaves, and we're going to dig more into the article here in a second, but this is really sending shockwaves because of the fact that your establishment elite, they're losing control, and they they don't know what's happening. They don't know how to maintain the control because the old ways of maintaining the control, it's not working anymore. Until now, voters across the political spectrum held, uh, had largely held back the far-right challenge, but Le Pen's transformation of her party's image from fringe extremists to normalized opposition has seemingly take, taken hold. Well, pff, well, there you go. That That's all it was. It wasn't that 
the elites and the establishment weren't listening to what the voters actually were asking for. And and my goodness, could you imagine if they had actually just listened to the issues that people care about and address those issues instead of just telling them what they had uh, were supposed to care about? And that's what Marie Le Pen's party's doing there. The, the National Rally Party, they've been listening to people and they're echoing back the sentiments and, and frankly, the disgust that they're seeing from many of these establishment elitist politicians and the policies they've been promoting. Back to the article. The result also leaves President Emmanuel Macron's second term in turmoil after the success of both Le Pen and a resurgent left-wing alliance, an outcome that may not welcome be welcomed in Washington as the West navigates the Russia's war in Ukraine and its effects. Uh-oh. <laughs> Does France need some democracy if if uh, if Biden's not a fan a fan of Le Pen and the uh, her party's taking over uh, going forward? Macron's uh, Macron's centrist together grouping won the most seats with 245, but for, fell 44 short of an absolute majority, leaving it unable to pass laws without the help of other parties. Macron won re-election as president against Le Pen in April, but is now shorn of his legislative authority. Quote. The route of the presidential party is total, declared anti-capitalist firebrand Jean-Luc Melenchon. I, God, I hope I didn't butcher that. I, no, I definitely did. I apologize to all four of my French uh, viewers. Who leads the coalition of a left-wing party that, uh, that won a remarkable 149 seats to become the largest opposition grouping? Now that right there, that's, that's concerning, right? So we have, uh, Marine Le Pen, who, she is is being labeled as the radical, the extremist, the far right, right? But she won just about half, uh, just a little over half of the seats that the next party, which is a declared anti-capitalist party with 149 seats, that's now the largest opposing group. I mean, yeah, it is definitely interesting bedfellows here with with what they're labeling obviously as the far right but i would say it's more of this uh you know right wing uh populist movement we're kind of seeing across the world right now that's more of what marie le pen represents whereas now you have almost this is the bernie sanders the aoc type of, of radicals here in france who are taking control so it's definitely going to be opening a lot of eyes in terms of well, how will this lead to any type of semblance of, of governance in France? Because it's really the establishment versus the anti-establishment. So moving forward, uh, Finance Minister Bruno Le Marie, I again, let's hope, uh, called the results, which were finalized Monday morning, quote, a democratic shock. <laughs> Does democracy still die in dark, uh, darkness? For once, few would disagree with Le Pen, the far-right divisive figure, figurehead who called the election, quote, a seismic event. She says, it is shocking. There will all, oh, no, this is not her. Just kidding. This is a different person. It is shocking. There was always an expectation somehow the national rally would not get itself into a position of power. This is an unprecedented situation, said Marta Lormier, an expert in far-right European politics at the London School of Economics. This is still a far-right party. Let's not kid ourselves, she added. Not since 1986, when the electoral rules were briefly changed, has a far-right party elected members of parliament on this scale. Even then, the National Front of Jean-Marie Le Pen, whose toxic political legacy and association with Holocaust denial Marine has worked hard to shed, won just 35 seats. That result outraged many and was enough to end a short-lived experiment with proportional representation whereby parties' vote shares translate more directly into the number of seats they win. 
The current voting system was specifically designed to stop extremists from gaining power, something it has now failed to achieve. Wow. They're saying the quiet part out loud there, huh? So what they're in essence saying for, for those who are playing along in the home game is that they were in fact being anti-democratic. The rules that were put in place were aligned not to give equal representation and equal say to folks in, in the elections, but rather to make sure you actually kept people overtly out of the political process. Jeez, and you wonder why folks are upset? You wonder why folks are now retaliating and in, in turn putting in place complete polar opposites to what's in place now? They're finding a way because, frankly, they've been ignored and told, not only are your ideas not worth hearing, we're going to completely move you out of the democratic process, but in the, the meantime, we're going to tell everybody how great we are as a democratic institution being, in this case, France. That's not how this works, but frankly, that is how it works in France and in the United Kingdom and, and the United States of America. We see this, this constant pushing out of alternative voices, and, and frankly, it, it goes back to why Donald Trump won here in America, right? Hillary Clinton, her basket of deplorables. That is the exact reason why Donald Trump won because it wasn't a matter of Hillary Clinton having worse policies or Trump having worse policies. It was truly Hillary Clinton saying there are specific people in our country that just are irredeemable. They're a basket of deplorables. And frankly, we don't want to deal with them. Ew, right? That was the approach. And that stung to people who then said, well, you know what? F you, I'm going to go ahead and vote for the guy who's at the very least standing up and fighting back. And when you look to see what's happening, of course, over in France, is it shocking to see a very similar reaction? Of course not. Finishing up here. The results, uh, the result outraged many and it was enough to end a short-lived experiment with proportional representation. Oh, I already said that, sorry. Le Pen has, uh, hasn't come out of nowhere. She's been around for a while, but they never have been able to translate that into parliamentary strength, said Rainbow Murray, a professor in French politics at Queen Mary University in London. There's been a pretty heavy collapse of the mainstream and that's made it more possible for the far right to creep in. Well, how about that? It, it, it isn't that shocking what happens when all of a sudden people who have been ignored or not even ignored, people who have been actively taken out of the political process, told that they're not good people. Is it shocking really what happens when people start to fight back? Truly. Uh, so yeah, folks, stuff is happening. Um, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen here across the United States as we get towards 2022. If What's happening in France and, and frankly, what's happening across the world is indicative of what we're going to see happen here in America. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, right? And this is not a red team, blue team. This is a liberty versus authoritarianism uh, conversation here, right? And I've gotten so much heat on, on social media, emails galore. Brian, I thought you were a libertarian. Why do you empathize so much with the GOP? Why do you empathize so much with these quote right wing folks? Well, I'll tell you why folks, because right now we are on this, uh, this is Jason Stapleton used to use the analogy. Um, we're on this bus towards Liberty land, right? And we're floating through space. And we are so far away from our destination that right now for us to be fighting with those folks who are at the very least on a similar pathway, is it the exact same pathway? No. But is it at least in the right direction? Yes. And and by the way, if anybody is saying that the, the GOP right now as truly a foil to the insanity that we've seen coming from the uh, the democratic left, progressive left, 
I'm sorry, like we need to have some semblance of a, a, a something to stand against that. That's not to say that that's better than the Libertarian Party. Absolutely not. I will continue to support Libertarian candidates wherever and whenever I can, especially when those candidates are being uh, done so in an effective way, when we're going to win uh, races we can actually win and play a role in versus just going out and playing spoiler, which, by the way, I've heard this many a time too. The Libertarian Party's role is not to be spoiler. If you think that's our role, then I'm sorry, then you're you're in it for a world of hurt because that's just going to hurt the the trust that we could possibly build with people who would be from either the, the left or the right. Now, granted, are they our target? Absolutely not. However, they are individuals that we can pull from, for sure. And just if they see us as, quote, the spoiler candidate, then we're just playing our role as the alternative. We have to be truly a better solution, a better alternative. And in that case, I, I say we have to make sure we're doing what we can to safeguard liberty the best we can. So if you see a rhino, Yes, run a Republican candidate, run a, a Libertarian candidate against that that person. Make them, at the very least, have to stand up and and fight for liberty politics if they want to win their seat. If they don't want to, then that's on us to then swoop in and take that seat. However, we have to make sure we're picking our battles effectively. And I've seen this conversation again creep up on Twitter quite a bit. You know, what should Libertarians be running a candidate down in Florida for for governor? Is it worth our time, energy, and effort to try and be a foil against Ron DeSantis, who has, yes, whether you like it or not, been the number one governor in the United States on easily the most important issue over the past two years when it comes to the COVID lockdowns, and yes, doing a great job in Florida and making sure he was fighting for his his, his state's freedom. I'm, I'm sorry. That's an important thing that we have to at least acknowledge, and to run a libertarian to try and out-liberty someone who has been... A, a warrior for liberty? No. A perfect advocate for liberty? No. But has done a good job over the past few years in really fighting, especially against the most important thing. I think it's more uh, important to spend our time, energy, and effort going after those areas we can actually make a lot of impact. Let's focus on local elections. Let's focus on maybe some uh, some school board seats, right? Let's build up a case to, to the voters before we start just trying to run for the, the governorship to, to get more of a name. Now, can we run a candidate? Absolutely. But should that be where we spend our time? Should we be spending our energy in, in those areas? No. It's, it's, it's a, frankly, it's, it's a waste of our, our resources. We don't have the, the ability to, to go out and go after every single seat in, in, in this case, across the United States with the exact same, uh, fire and gusto that we'd want to. We have to pick our battles. So with that, Please, uh, if you're you're across the the libertarian world in in terms of running for office or, or interested in running for office, please pick your battles. Be smart. Uh, use strategic means when you're trying to go against uh, these different candidates and to be a foil against these different candidates. It's it's on us to to earn the respect and and to create value for the voters. And if we're just going in to be the alternative, to be you know the the other option, that's not that's not us building a case. That's just us being present, which I guess it, the parties, and, and <laughs> I don't mean to, to do a, uh, you know, little snipe that our old chair, but no, I, yes, I do. Um, the parties belong to those who show up. Well, government belongs to those who show up. Yes, that's entirely true, but it's not just to those who show up. We have to start building better solutions, be uh, the, the better option versus just being an option. So 
Uh, with that being said, folks, that's uh, all I really want to go ahead and focus on today. And, and before we wrap up, I do want to go ahead and give a special shout out to an amazing, amazing sponsor. And that is Ebels. Um, Ebels has been here from the very beginning. They are easily one of my favorite sponsors here in the Brian Nichols Show, not only because it's a phenomenal product, but I literally use it every single day, especially when I am in pain or discomfort. So right now I've been using the Ebels Freeze Gel for my back, uh, which has been a lifesaver because not only does it help uh, with the, the pain going away, but it actually helps healing along uh, along the way uh, with using CBD. This is the uh, the 500 milligram roll-on. So you can head to briannicholshow.com forward slash Ebels. It'll bring you right to Ebels.com. And by the way, if you use code TBNS at checkout, you will get 15% off your order. Uh, so please go ahead and start your pain-free tomorrow today, briannicholshow.com forward slash Ebels. But uh, otherwise, folks, that's all I had for you today. Now, we did have some scheduling issues here, so our guest that we had on today, uh, we are working on getting him rescheduled. I promise that will be uh, TBD, hopefully, for Wednesday. But in the meantime, folks, just so you're not missing a single time, we have a great guest here on the program. Well, number one, if you're here on the YouTube program, howdy. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and also hit that little notification bell so you won't miss a single time an episode goes live. And uh, also, if you're over on the audio version of the show, well, yeah, hey, by the way, we have a YouTube version of the program. Head to briannicholshow.com and you can check out uh, the YouTube version of the program. The actual videos are all attached to the episodes. Uh, so you click the video, bring you right over to YouTube. But all, otherwise, uh, our audio listener, if you click the uh, artwork in your podcast catcher, it'll bring you to briannicholshow.com where you can find, yes, today's episode, which will include the video version of the program, but also you can find the entire transcript of the program and, yes, links to all 525 plus other episodes we have here of The Brian Nichols Show. So, folks, thank you for joining us on another fun-filled episode. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific need. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all
all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.